against every weapon that's formed the thief in his plans will pass over when he sees the red on the door i plead the blood
and we pray the blood of uh, Jesus uh, over all things, schools, work, borders, governments, workplaces, homes, because it's the only thing that can save us. It's the only thing that matters. And I know that's hard to say when you're a mom or you're a dad or you have uh, you know, a business or a lot of people who rely on you and you say, well, none of that stuff matters. None of that stuff matters. That's hard to say. That's hard for people to hear that. But in reality, it's all temporary. It's all temporary. But the blood of Jesus Christ and the the blood that was spilt by Jesus. And for the reason why his blood was spilt, that's eternal. And um, until we focus and until we can wrap our minds around things that do and things that do not matter and, and, and when I say they don't matter, I don't mean that your children don't matter, your life doesn't matter. I'm just saying when it comes to earthly and, and, and everlasting eternity, <clears throat> the things here on earth all die. That is where our focus should be because when our focus is there, when our priorities and our, and our understanding of, uh, of, of eternal and of, of finite actually you know, come into place and make sense, then we can focus on that more in which everything that's temporary will just by default become better, right? Uh, Terry Lynn says, I can't believe I'm up this early. 
You must live on the West Coast. Uh, thank you for being up this early. God Chick is here. Good morning to you, too. Thank you very much. Lord Fishy, hello. Always Trumper 2024. Love the show. Avoid the crap music. Try 80 CCM. Um, Daisy Duke, thank you very much for being here. L. Jacobs, good morning. Rosebud said, rise up and smile to the heavens. It's exactly what we're, we are uh, called to do every day. Uh, yeah, the, you know, a lot of people are still having a hard time watching, uh, and it seems to be only LFA TV. And I told you that once we start really getting the truth out there, that our channel is going to be attacked left and right. Um, Rumble does what they can do. They're, they're shorthanded. What, Eli? They're shorthanded, um, and they can only do as much as they can do. And all we can do is continue to pray that people will be able to watch the network, watch the shows that they want to watch, that they've spent so much time, you know, so many hours uh, waiting for and, and, and so much sharing and, and, all the, and all your attempts to try to watch the show. I know it gets frustrating. Um, all we can do is offer many different avenues to watch the show. And if you can't watch it anywhere on Rumble, anything, Rumble TV, Rumble devices, phones, laptops, different apps, this, that, and the other, then there's no excuse why you can't download the LFA TV app from your uh, Android or Apple store and watch that way. Uh, Because that's what a lot of people are having to do. And really, it's just about getting the word. And it doesn't mean that you can't come to Rumble and still share the link. That's the important thing. Okay, until Rumble support can get your issue specifically in your device fixed and troubleshot, there's always the app. Okay, and of course, the podcast as well, in which you can listen to to pretty much everything there. Uh, I can't watch anything on Rumble, not just LFA. Well, there it's nice to hear that it's uh, somebody's actually experiencing it somewhere else, too. All right. We have seven hundred and twenty people watching. God bless you. I titled today's show, Is Being Holy Hard to Do? And I think that's a very good question. I think that's a very good question. Is being holy hard to do? And I think a lot of people have that question. And a lot of people don't know that answer. And you might think you know the answer, uh, but then you think, well, well, that's easy. Well, that's hard. Well, you know what? Sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that e- that's easy. There's not, a really, there's not really a right or wrong answer for this question. Is being holy hard to do? Yes. Is being holy hard to do? No. It's kind of both. I guess it depends on where you are in your walk with Jesus and uh, your ability and your, you know, your experiences and your wisdom um, that leads you to either trust in Jesus quicker or not or hand it over to God uh, faster than other people. So sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's not. But do you think it was easy for Jesus to get you know, tortured and murdered on the cross? I can't believe it was. Do you think it was easy for Jesus to suffer and sacrifice? I can't believe it was. Do you think it was easy for Jesus on his walks um, uh, during his years of teaching, his three years of teaching? I can't believe it was. Do you think it was easy for him to go out into the, into the, uh, into the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and, 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 and fast and be tempted by the devil? I cannot believe it, that, that it was easy So, yes, it is very difficult, but it's also very easy as you train yourself and as you get further in your walk with Jesus. So we're going to kind of break that down today because it's a question that I've that I've asked many times. Wow. And it's a question that I've even answered without even asking the question, you know, just making the making the statement. Wow. Being holy is hard. Being a Christian is hard. 
But at the same time, before I became a Christian, I thought, well, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be living under a thumb of rules and regulations and having, you know, God over me all the time. But then when I became a Christian and I started giving that up towards Jesus, I found out that it was a privilege to be under the, 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 the moral laws of God, not a burden. So, you know, I guess it's, it's a question that, that can be answered many ways. And we're going to really break that down today, okay? I thought it was a good topic to talk about. And I want to thank God for giving me the, uh, the topic to, to discuss today. And it is all about surrender and it is all about sacrifice. But you are also a human living in the flesh. And if you, if anybody out there says, no, nope, nothing's hard for me. Well, then I, I would say that's a fib. I would say that's a white lie. Because God says you will suffer. And God says you will be hated. And God said it will get difficult for you. So I would think that's a white lie. We are all human. If it wasn't hard for us to do anything, then we wouldn't need Jesus. But we do need Jesus because it's not easy and because it is rough and because we do suffer. But giving things to Jesus is the most easiest and most wonderful thing to do, which makes it then easy. So again, depends on how you ask the question and who you ask. Amen. All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Again, today's show is titled, Is Being Holy Hard to Do? I'm going to ask everybody that's coming in to rumble. We have 826 people now watching the show, and we have 215 rumbles. Let's please reach down, right down below where I'm pointing here. Press that thumbs up. Make sure it's green. Share the rumble link. Even if you can't watch here, we would appreciate that. And now let's remove our hats and go to the Lord in prayer. Our Father in heaven. In the name of your Son and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, we humble ourselves before you today and we ask that not only do you bring us through trials so that we can become wise through our experiences, but we also ask that you show us and help us and have the Holy Spirit help guide us to hand our problems over to Jesus, hand our trials over to Jesus immediately so he can take that burden off of our back so that we can freely uh, focus on on, on worshiping God and thanking Him for not only bringing us through the trial, but for taking the the stress and and the anxiety away from us during whatever it is that we are experiencing, Lord. We know that we're only human. Lord, we know that you only you made us human, that we were going to be subject to not only human law, but that we were going to be subject to the, the destruction and the decay of sin on this planet, which brings trials and tribulations and disease and sickness. But Lord, we know that through that, you are teaching us something and that when we come out the other side, whether it's here on earth or whether it's in heaven with you, we are going to be better, both uh, physically and spiritually and for that lord we pray and thank you now we also know lord that because of that many lfa family members are very sick right now we're hearing stories of of pain we're hearing stories of of throwing up we're hearing stories of fever and sickness and lord we ask that if it is your will that you take that suffering and that sickness away from them today that you heal your children today lord they are here doing your work they are here furthering the kingdom of heaven for you as children of god one way or another that is what we're here to do and we've accepted that but we ask if there's any any kind of 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 mercy lord to take this pain and suffering away. We ask that you do that today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, Ruth. Good morning, Dautet. Good morning, Lulu Red. 
It's good to see you all here. Good morning, Godchick. Good morning, um, Let's go. Lugo is in the building. How are you, dear? Katie 63. Peg, how are you? Dan Dreyer, thank you for being here. Mammy 19, hello and good morning. Caramore and Brad Burgess, hello. Twanity, J Frith 01, SL Holmes, how are you? Tina G13, Race Mom is in the building. GR uh, Halloween, Shelly, GR Messick, how are you? Good to see you. Angel and Mother, Hello. Thank you very, very, very much. Well, you guys, uh, I really, really do enjoy doing Rise Up with you guys. And again, whoever knew that we would get to this point? We're 111 episodes in, and uh, Patriot Donnie needs our prayers, guys. Um, I'm in bed really sick, needs prayers, not sure what's going on. Yes, we will keep Patriot Donnie in our prayers. Uh, please, throughout the day, folks, if somebody asks for specific prayers, Write their names down and pray for them periodically throughout the day. That would really help. Who sang the song, I Plead the Blood? Well, it was Chris Davenport, Brandon Lake, and Cody Carnes. Now, Brandon Lake and Phil Wickham have a summer worship nights tour going on this summer, and uh, I don't know how much the tickets are. I imagine they're not cheap. I did see somebody say some of the tickets were like 58 bucks, though. That's pretty cheap. Um, but definitely check them out. And again, pray for our LFA family members. Amen. Well, folks, let's sip on some of that Rise Up coffee, shall we? Mmm. You know, I got to say, Cherokee Rose Coffee is the coffee company that that uh, grinds it all up and and uh, packages it for us, and they're out of Georgia. And I just want to give a big shout-out to Cherokee Rose Coffee, folks. Cherokee Rose Coffee is who we partnered with to get these, these flavors and this brand out, and uh, it really has been a wonderful thing. And so many of you... Have, uh, have become Rise Up Coffee drinkers. And maybe someday soon um, we'll have the K-Cups. I know that you guys want the K-Cups. And uh, I want the K-Cups too. But there's just something about going back to basics. You know, making a nice cup of coffee, scooping in your coffee. I really enjoy doing that. And we, have, we do now have the decaf of the American pecan. So we have the regular and the decaf of the American pecan. And we also have the dark, dark, rich gourmet Sumatra gold. So, um, you know, again, guys, check that out. And at the bottom of the bag, you'll see it says, if God be for us, who can be against us? My mornings are coffee and Jesus. Got my Armor of God shirts on. By the way, uh, ladies and gentlemen, some of this Armor of God gear is really cheap right now. We, I think this specific shirt right here is only 15 bucks on JeremyHerald.com right now. So if you still want to uh, uh, help get rid of our old inventory, uh, we do have major sales going on right now, JeremyHerald.com. All right, let's get to one-minute prayer for dads because I think this, not only this verse, but this page, this devotional, out of one-minute prayer for dads, I think it fits along perfectly with the title of today's show, which is, again, is being holy hard to do? So we're going to read from one of my favorite books of the Bible, uh, from one of my favorite authors, if not my favorite author of the Bible, strictly only because of his life um, and and how he changed it, kind of like myself, and I identify with him, and that is Paul, uh, formerly Saul of the Bible, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. This is going to come from Philippians 4.9, and it's titled, Practice Makes Perfect. And we're on page 129 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. Again, page 129, reading from Philippians 4.9, which says this. What 
you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Sounds like a very Jesus thing to say. huh? What you have heard, what you have learned, what you have received and seen in me. Practice these things. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to be more and more like Christ every single day. Here's a little spoiler alert. You will never, ever be just like Christ. It is impossible. Why? Because Christ was born sinless. He walked a sinless life and never sinned. You did no sin. You did walk in sin. You were born in sin. And yes, while you shed your former self and became a new, it's a very symbolic thing to do. But if we could be just like Christ, we would not need Christ. We can only be Christ-like. That is it. And we will never, ever match up perfectly. But that gap that we have between us and being exactly like Christ is actually filled in and we achieve Christ-like status with Christ in our lives. I hope that makes sense to you. So is being holy hard? Yes. And that's why we need Christ to fill in the gap that we could never, ever, ever cross on our own. It should come as no surprise that as with most everything else in life, practice makes perfect when it comes to fatherhood. Today, you're a better father than you were a year ago. Today, you are a better Christian than you were a year ago. Today, you are a closer friend and and, and in a closer relationship with Jesus than where you were a year ago. And guess what? If you continue to remain on this path, if we continue to be able to have places like Rise Up, if we have places in which we can congregate and fellowship together, as long as there is a connection between you and Jesus, then I would be willing to bet that next year you will be able to say the same thing as we just said right now, and it'll be that much more relevant next year than it is today. You'll be even better father and mother. You'll be an even better friend and a better relationship with Jesus, okay? Um, so let's move on and read the rest of this. Uh, a year from now, you'll be a better father than you are now. Practice dadhood daily, and the God of peace will watch over you. Same thing can be said with your personal relationship with Jesus himself. Folks, we're almost at 1,000 people. We're 25 minutes in. I'd really love to see us over 1,000 people by the, 20, uh, by the 30 minute mark. So if you've not shared yet, I'd ask you to please do so. Practice makes perfect. Lord, as a dad, I have learned much from one, from how I was parented, how I see other dads act and what your word teaches. I see that being a dad is really an on-the-job training endeavor. So I learn as I go, and I pray that you'll continue to design specific situations that help me learn how to be a great dad. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Let's, Let's reread that real quick. I pray you'll continue to design specific situations that help me to learn how to be a great dad. 
Well, if we're praying for God to design specific situations to help us learn to be better than we are right now, do you think that those specific situations are going to be easy peasy, lemon squeezy situations? Do you think that those situations are going to be a cakewalk of a situation? I would say some of them may be, and you can learn in positive environments. Yes. But what, what, what that is saying and what, what that prayer is, is doing and what we should do, because the Bible tells us to do this, is to pray for uncomfortable situations. Why? Because if you can pray for trials and uncomfortable situations, then what you learn will grow exponentially compared to if you learn in a positive, easy peasy, lemon squeezy circumstance or situation. It is just a fact. It is just a fact. You've got to be in rough and uncomfortable situations if you're going to grow as a person physically, mentally, and if you're going to grow as a Christian spiritually. It's just fact. And if you don't believe me, go back and read the Bible from start to finish. And every single person chosen by God, every child of God, every prophet of God, anybody who spoke in the existence of Jesus Christ and God, profess their love for him uh, publicly, Always have to go through them. Armor of God shirt not listed for $15 on the site. Well, let's go look real quick because I'll make sure that's the case if not. Should be on the overstock list. Let's go look. Huge blowout sale. You're right. There are no Armor of God $15 shirts. Well, guess what? We're going to get them on there. We're going to get them on there tonight. How about that? Thank you very much. They should be on there. You just wait till tonight and we'll get those Armor of God shirts on there. Maybe maybe it'll catch up tomorrow. Thank you for letting me know. Um, so again, I'll pray for that. I'll pray for those situations. Daily, I try to practice these things and I pray that your peace will be with me and prevail in our home. As for me in my home, we will serve the Lord. Somebody said, look at Job. He suffered. He suffered a lot. A lot of his stuff was self-inflicted too, wasn't it? Complained all the time. Always, always complaining. What a, uh, what a, a, what a series of trials that Job went through, right? What a ser- Oh, not Job. Um, uh, Job. Job wasn't complaining all the time. Excuse me. Um, Jonah complaining all the time. Not Job. Job served the Lord uh, and still went through trials and tribulations. And Job did everything he was supposed to do. And the devil said, ah, no, 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 no. We're going to uh, we're going to put him through more and more and more. Can I have that permission to do that? If you give me permission to put Job through more and more and more and more and more and more and more. Well, then maybe just maybe uh, he'll he'll turn his back from you. The Lord said, yeah, I don't think so. He's pretty tough. Devil said, yeah, well, prove it. Let me have everything. Let me do anything I can to him to, to turn him away from the Lord. Right? Lord said, go ahead. You're not going to shake his faith. All right, well, let's go kill his entire family, take everything he had, put sores all over his body, ruin his life. Nah. Job's got this. That's how God wants us to be. Perseverance. Perseverance. Through all of that, Job got stronger in his faith. Hazel said, what were you talking? I was wondering what you were talking about. Jonah and Job all the time. All the time. Sometime I'll be like, Job was sitting in the fish. And other times I'll be like, uh, Jonah uh, t- got everything taken away from him. <laughs> ah, faith is powerful, says Nick. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we're 30 minutes past the hour now, we just crossed. We're not. We're one minute away from. Oh, we just hit 9:30, and we just went past a thousand people. That is the power of sharing. Thank you all very much. This Saturday, 10 o'clock, and this Sunday, 4 o'clock, we're live. Saturday, 10 o'clock, we will be live with uh, Trumpet Daily. That is a new show here on LFA TV Saturdays at, excuse me, 10 a.m. You're going to see Trumpet Daily with Stephen Flurry. Now, a lot of you have signed up. A lot of you have uh, started getting these, the, uh, the publications in the mail. And now you can actually watch Stephen Flurry's Trumpet Daily here tomorrow, uh, Saturday at 10 a.m. on LFA TV. And, of course, we've got Ava Chen coming on at noon with her show, Whistleblowers. And, of course, we're getting back to the Faith and Family movies on Sunday. But, yes, the Trumpet Daily will be here uh, every Saturday at 10 a.m., an hour show, just like the shows we do right now. And uh, I urge you guys to all go to thetrumpet.com right now. Sign up for their free publication. This is the kind of stuff you get in the mail for free. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want it? You want to talk about good? Remember when you used to get good stuff in the mail to read? Remember that? Well, you can get good stuff in the mail today uh, if you go sign up for Trumpet Daily. And you can do that by going to thetrumpet.com or trumpetdaily.com. And you can uh, start getting that God-centered um, publication is al- along with the news and uh, what we can do. A lot like me, Stephen gives solutions on what we should do to problems. And uh, he knows what we're facing here in this country with and without God. With and without God. So again, that's the trumpetdaily.com. Now, let me go to the verse of the day today, okay? I think it's important that we read the verse of the day because uh, outside of the verse of the day, I also want to read kind of in context how we pulled this verse today, okay? So let me go. I don't have it pulled up here. Let me go to the, uh, go to the verse of the day first. We'll read that, and then we'll read in context. So it comes from 1 Peter 2, 9 through 11. Again, that's 1 Peter 2, 9 through 11. All right, 380 rumbles. Let's keep rumbling, keep liking the video. Here we go. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Who are we talking about here? We're talking about God and you. God and me. And the rest of America and the rest of the people who are children of God, who are holy, who are ambassadors of God. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. Now, in that entire Scripture that I just read to you, God tells you that you, the people that believe in him, the people that follow Jesus, the people that profess your love for Jesus Christ, and the fact that he died on the cross and he is the Lord and Savior, and he is the Son of God, you 
are a chosen people, a people that God, and this is throughout existence, folks. You think you're the only chosen people of God? No, it is people throughout existence. Remember, God does not have a beginning, middle, and an end. Okay? God does not have a beginning and a middle and an end. God knows your past, he knows your present, and he's seen the days of your future. He's in both of them. We might not be able to travel to the future right now, but God is in them right now. He's also in our past, and he's in other people's pasts, and he's in our ancestors' past. He's in their future right now. He is everywhere at all times. So when he is speaking to you, when he is speaking to P. Uh, Meyer, when he's speaking to Dan Dreher or Jeremy Harrell or Bad Moon, and he's speaking to Sherry, he's also speaking to George Washington, and he's speaking to your grandchildren that haven't been born yet, and he's speaking to people that were back in the day of Jesus. He's speaking to us all at the same time. We are all children and soldiers for God, and we are all in relationship with Jesus. So he's not just speaking to you now. He's speaking to all, all people who accepted Christ. It's really amazing. But he's telling you that you're chosen. And these chosen people, like the ones that are here today, God built his church through Jesus Christ on you. You are the rocks. You are the foundation. You are the pebbles. Okay? Peter was the first rock that God or Jesus built everything on. And now we are all rocks of that same building or that same foundation. But he also says, I urge you to abstain from the passions of the flesh because it wages war against your soul. Does that sound easy to you? It almost answers the question, is being holy hard to do? Yes. Yes, it is very, very hard to do. But there's a solution to the pain. There's a solution to the difficulty. There's a solution to the agony and the depression and the despair and the stress and the anxiety. And that is how fast, how quick, how immediate can you take whatever it is you're going through? It could be physical pain. It could be dying. It could be financial. Whatever it is, how fast can you take it, ball it up, package it, and hand it to Jesus. I imagine that as we grow in our relationship with Jesus, then we learn how to do it faster and it gets it easier. It makes it easier, I should say. Right? So the answer to the question, is it hard? Yes. It is hard. But it's also very easy to give up all the trials. It's how fast can we? God knows we are going to let our flesh wage war against our spirit. He knows that. And that's why we have Jesus. And that's why Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. And that's why we are on that narrow path to God. It will be difficult. It's not going to be easy. The Bible tells you it's going to be hard. Everybody says it right in this chat all the time. There's no testimony without a test. There's no testimony without a test. You're going to be hated. You're going to be spit on. You're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to suffer. It is hard to do. 
But that's what makes it so rewarding. Nothing ever good came from something easy. Diamonds are hard-pressed, aren't they? Right? That's the way it is, folks. But we should welcome that. We should welcome that. But oh, the crown we wear being overcomers. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Miss Mocha Powered said, I needed this today. Pressure makes diamonds, said MD Norton. Yes, we are all human. It's part of our trial in life. Yes, no pain, no gain. Yes. The refining hurts, but it's worth it, says Katie. Yes. Exactly. Boil a banana and drink the juice for migraine, said Larry. I never heard that before, but I like it. I think it make I like that. I love bananas. Yes, it's going to be hard. That's why there's only few of us. What's that old saying? If it was easy, everyone would do it. But everyone doesn't do it. So it's, you know, that proves it's not easy. Um, folks, we now have 1,046 people watching. Thank you. If you're new into the, into the chat, please do me a favor while you're here, as long as you are here, please do me a favor and like this video. Just hit the thumbs up and grab the link and share it as we're heading into Jesus Listens by Sarah Young. All right? Comforting God. I love to hear you whispering in my mind, don't be afraid. I'm with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. These loving words are like a warm blanket wrapped around me, sheltering me from the coldness of fear and discouragement. When trouble is stalking me, remind me to grip your hand tightly and stay in communication with you. I can trust and not be afraid because you are my strength and my song. You are power, your powerful presence is with me always. I face nothing alone. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, right? I'm grateful that you have promised to strengthen and help me. Your strong hand supports me in both good and bad times. When things are going smoothly in my life, I may be less attentive to your faithful presence. But when I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I profoundly, I'm profoundly aware of my need for you. At such times, holding onto your hand keeps me standing and enables me to put one foot in front of the other as I seek to endure adversity in trusting dependence on you. Please bless me with peace and joy and your presence. Folks, is adversity easy? I think the very definition of adversity means it's not easy. Eli, can you ping up? Can you pull up for me, please, the definition of adversity? I'd like to, I'd like to know what the definition of adversity is. Difficulties, misfortune, bad luck, trouble. Boy, none of that sounds easy to me, Eli. None of that stuff sounds good to me. None of that stuff sounds like it's a uh, walk in the park. So yes, you will face things that are not easy. Is being holy hard to do? The answer is yes to that one question. But I don't think you can ask that one question without the follow-up question. Is being holy hard to do? Yes. Is giving it to God hard to do? No. <laughs> no. It's a simple situation. It's a simple question, isn't it? It's a simple question. 
Can I set my pride aside? Because if you're not giving something to God today, it's your fault. It's your pride getting in the way. It's you thinking that you can handle it. It's your flesh and the devil. Maybe not even, uh, you may not even know it's happening. If you can't give something to God today and you're stressed and worrying, worrying about it, the difference between stress and worry and giving it to God is just going, take it. It's just called surrender. It's one word. It's one word. If you are struggling with something today, again, I hate to say this and be so accusatory or judgmental. That's not what I mean. I'm just saying it to be candid because I have to say it to myself in the mirror all the time. It's your own fault. Because you are letting your pride get in the way of surrender. Do you know that Jesus is begging for it? (laughs) Do you know that? Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. How many times in your lives has somebody offered to help you or give you money or pay for a bill or bring you out of a bad situation and you say, no, I can't let you do that? I can't let you do that. I'm not going to let you give me that. I'm not going to let you help me out. I'm not going to stay at your house while I get my stuff together. I'm not going to let you pay for that bill for me. I have, a tr- I have trouble receiving help from people. I'm not going to take that help from them. I'm too proud. I know I can tell you this. I know we've raised money for people before and their husbands would not let them take the money through the slurp fund. And their husbands said, no, I'm not taking that. Why? 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 If you can't take help from another human being, how do you expect to take help from God? If you have another human being standing there saying, please let me help you, give it to me, and you can't even give it to a friend, then why would you expect that you would be able to give it to God? God is sitting there, right there, in the form of Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit, talking to you, screaming, crying, begging, give it to me. Stop suffering. Do you know that Jesus, do you know, let me tell you this. Do you know the pain that Jesus felt when he was getting murdered and when Jesus was being tortured? Was probably more than you and I could ever even imagine nor bear. But now let me hit you with a truth bomb. Do you know that it hurts him more than being physically murdered when we suffer spiritually? How do you like that? How do you like that? Making me cry thinking about it. Jesus is hurt more when you suffer than he did when he suffered. And when he is the, and you, and when you're holding on to something and you won't let it go, whatever it is, it's different for everybody. Jesus is hurting and he's crying and he's saying, stop it, give it to me. And I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this every single day of my life. 
DMJS just gave, just said probably the best thing I've seen today. Don't let his suffering be in vain. He suffered so you didn't have to. So when you suffer and you don't give it to him and he did that for you so you didn't have to, what do you think he's sitting there thinking? He's probably going, what are you doing? Stop this. You're hurting yourself. You're going to meet, you're telling me that everything I did for you doesn't matter. You're going to sit there and you're going to hurt yourself and me when I already took it from you. You don't have to double dip. You don't need double jeopardy. You don't have to do that. And we do it. Why? Because it's hard to be holy. That's why. Because it's hard to be holy. So again, if you refuse to give something over and you're letting something make you depressed or you're letting something give you anxiety or you're letting some or you're letting something keep you in the darkness or keep you alone or keep you sad. I hate to say it's your fault because I know it's not easy. But you're not weak either because you're here. You're listening to this. You have an armor of God. You are refusing to accept it. And I hate to say that to you. I hate to look at you and see your names up on this board and say it's your fault. But if you can't say, you're right, it's my fault, then you're not ready to give it over. You got to surrender. You got to give the pride away from you. You got to stop thinking, how dare he say that to me? He doesn't know what I'm going through. Jeremy doesn't know how hard this cancer is. You're right. I don't. He does. Jeremy doesn't know how hard it is for me to lose my son and have my son not here with me. You're right. I don't know, but he does. Jeremy doesn't know about this anxiety that I have that sends me into a a fit of depression for weeks and months on end. He doesn't have that same problem. Maybe not, but he knows. It's my fault. Say it with me. It's my fault. I want you to think of the thing that you are not giving over to God today. I'm thinking of what I'm not giving over to God. I'm doing it right now. I want you to close your eyes. Everybody, right now. Stop chatting. Stop looking at the chat. Just stop for a minute. Take a breath. Close your eyes. Think of what you're not giving to God right now. What is bothering you that you just can't let go for whatever reason? And I want you to say, It's my fault. It is my fault. I'm not weak. I am a child of God. I can stand there with my chest out, my shoulders back and my head up because I am a child of God. I'm not weak. How dare I let anybody tell me that I'm weak? It is my fault that I'm allowing that to happen. It's my fault. It's my fault. It's always my fault. It used to be hard for me 
to do this show and like preach to you know preach to you guys about what you should and shouldn't do cuz it kind of made me feel not like a hypocrite not 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 in that word i wouldn't say that but i would say that knowing that i have more problems than probably most of you and they're self-inflicted because i'm so hard-headed and dumb sometimes I felt weird by getting on here and telling you what you should and shouldn't do and how you should and shouldn't how you should and shouldn't live your life until I realized that I do truly give this show over to the Holy Spirit every time before I start. So when I realized that it's not really me talking to you, it's just God using this loudmouth overweight middle-aged guy to speak to you, but it's really coming from him and that I'm guilty and I'm convicted during these shows as well, possibly even more than you, then I realized I have no problem doing it. Then I realized that I have no problem doing it. Ivanisar said, so is it my fault I was abused as a child and I hate not trusting? It's not your fault that you abused as a child, but it is your fault that you won't give it over to God and start trusting. Yes, it is. It is. Just like the things that happened in my life that I have PTSD about. If I let them control my life today or control one minute of how I feel, yes, it's my fault. You have to, and and you don't need a psychiatrist. You don't need a psychologist. You don't need Pfizer pills. You don't need big pharma pills. You don't need medication. You really only need Jesus. And the closer you get with him, the easier it will be for you to let that go. So no, it's not your fault what happened to you. It's not your fault how you how you um, how it makes you feel when you think about it. But it is our fault if we, if we let it control even one minute of our lives. Yes, and and I'm not saying that the Bible the Bible says that. So again, it's hard for me to say this stuff to some people because I know it's not easy to hear. Nick says I was beat to death as a child. I'm here. <laughs> That was hard to read. So was I, brother. So was I. Milo says, I love Jesus, but I love my therapist too. Jeremy, when you were talking about Jesus and everything and said not to chat, my son was here and heard you praying and planted a seed in his head. That's great. Thank you. Not giving up. Good. Jeremy, you can tell that you let the Holy Spirit guide your message on this show. Preachers could learn from you. (laughs) Hazel says, I was abused also. I'm sorry to hear that. I've suffered all forms of abuse growing up, says Terry. M.D. Norton said, also abused as a child. Got tougher and God, we will overcome. Majogo said, Jeremy, you brought uh, brought tears to my eyes. Sherry says, trust was a struggle for me. I felt I had to worry because worrying was me doing my part. Yeah, I know, right? My mom took my brother and I through 10 marriages, said Larry. Wow. Wow. I was abused and beaten. Also, turned to alcohol, said Majorva. Katie says, yep, tears again.
The one I am says you weren't beaten to death because obviously <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I like I like I like to read a little joke here and there. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Trust after being abused was hard, but I am here, says Mammy nineteen. Amazing, you guys are amazing. You know, I think a majority of us were abused. I think that's just the way life was for us as growing up as kids, right? I think that's just the way life was for a lot of us. Um. Arthur, Texas says, I need to go to bed. I'm sorry. I've not slept since Tuesday morning. Arthur, you've been a soldier. Get some sleep, my brother, and we'll welcome you back when you get some good rest, okay? Um, okay, I want to read this last, this last Every Day with Jesus, and then we'll go back into doing some song, okay? Uh, wow. You know what I love about this show the most, guys, is that I have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> I really don't. Uh, thanks. I, I, I pray for the Holy Spirit. I pray, pray to God for everything. Because I could not do this. Jeremy Harrell, the person, the man, the father, the husband, the, the show host, I could not do this show without being without giving it to the Holy Spirit. It's too emotional. This show is too emotional for me. Um, I mean, I wear my heart on my sleeve as it is. That's just that's something about me that, I, you know, a lot of people didn't know until probably the last few six months or so. But um, this show is just too emotional. It is too up and down. It's too powerful for me to handle. When you, everybody gets really honest and transparent on this show, you know, far more than, than live from America. And, um, you know, it's hard. So I, I, I do thank the Holy Spirit because I wouldn't be able to do it alone. Um, Dead Works from John six twenty eight. They said unto him, what shall we do? that we might work the works of God. Throughout history, mankind has been seeking ways to do the works of God. Oh, real quick, I got to stop. Eli, can you do me a favor? I want you to do me a favor. Can you tell Sean to start his show right at uh, the turn of the hour? I want to overlap because we wanted to test something. But Eli, also, can you have the LFA TV app going before the transition to see what happens? See which see which live takes precedent. Sorry about that, folks. We wanted to try a we wanted to try an experiment on something here for the app. But anyway, sorry, God, that I interrupted you. Let's get back into this. Throughout history, mankind has been seeking ways to do the works of God. All people have the knowledge of the reality of God within them. That's why you have a conscience, right? Con means with, science means knowledge. As well as a desire to be right with him. That's just what we are, it's what we inherently want, right? However, just as with the Jews, few agree with the Lord on how to do it. These Jews were willing to do something to obtain salvation, but they were not willing to surrender their lives to Jesus as Lord and accept his gift as a free salvation, as, as, as his salvation as a free gift. It's exactly right. It's all about the pride. It's all about surrendering. That's what we have to do. This is one of the major differences between Christianity and the religions of the world. Religion is willing to make sacrifices to obtain the right standing with God. But Christianity 
recognizes our complete inability to ever do enough to save ourselves and calls for total faith and reliance on what Jesus did for us. That is why Christianity is not a religion. Religion always has works. It's always works-based. It's always you must do X, Y, and Z. Even in the Catholic Church, which is form of Christianity, you must do X, Y, and Z. Real Christianity says, no, you don't have to do that. That is why it's a relationship, not a religion. Don't ever let anybody call Christianity a religion. Every single time, correct them. Every single time. You do not deserve to be saved, but because no one deserves to be saved, you cannot, you do not deserve to be saved because no one deserves to be saved. Excuse me. You cannot earn it by what the Bible calls dead works. Dead works include all religious activities, good deeds, or charity you might do as a means of justifying yourself to God. Only your faith in what Jesus has already done for you will save you and justify you. So your part is pretty simple. Just believe it. That's it. Today you can rest in the truth that your salvation is fully his work, not yours. You can't do anything, so stop trying. Stop with the bumper stickers. Stop trying to be the one that outgives everybody at church. Stop trying to say, well, I go to church all the time, but that person don't. Stop saying if you do this, you can get that. It's not like that. It never has been. It never will be. Folks, I'm going to bring you out the same way I brought you in with some great music by Brandon Lake and Cody Barnes. God bless you all. Thank you for being here each and every day. It's getting real here on Rise Up, and we should make sure that everybody we know watches this show. God bless you. Sean Farish coming up next with Ungoverned and then LFA Live from America. God bless you guys. Have a great morning. His plans will pass over when he sees the red on the door. I plead the blood mm -hmm. The enemy can't take my family Cause this home belongs to the Lord So I'm not afraid to remind him He has no claim in this war I plead the blood